morning, everybody. Hi, Joelle. How are you? Fantastic. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday evening, yeah. everybody. We switched date night from tonight till possibly tomorrow night. It's really windy. Very windy. It's a windy day. It was all day was windy. Crazy. Yeah, I all... was getting pelted by sand on my bike ride. It was crazy. Yeah. So everyone's having a fantastic day. We've got a really great show too. Lots to talk about. A lot of Q&A that obviously always happens. We'll try to, we didn't even get through all the questions last time. So we'll try to get through all the questions this time. Um, uh, I know we mentioned on the last show that the live that we did with um, uh, Bruno. Uh, Bruno, and it's still available though. It was the Mastering the Walk and that's still available, and Joelle will be putting up the link, and she's already put it up, the link. It's called the Masterclass, and um, it was it's live. It's unedited, and we show you how to get a fantastic heel. I think a lot of people had big breakthroughs on that one. Yes, they did, and you can still buy it. So you're buying now. What you're buying is the replay of it, and you don't get to answer questions, but chances are the questions that you would have wanted to ask were already asked by someone, and they were already answered. Yeah. The good thing about that is on Tuesday, we're doing the second part of it, which is going to be the progress that we're making. Um, so we're really, really excited about that. So folks that um, have been buying that way, obviously way before, but they're also buying it afterwards. And this new format that we're doing of uh, live, 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 unedited training. Is going to be the norm for us for 2023. In fact, we're going to be doing one on resource guarding. We're going to be doing one on separation anxiety. We're actually going to be doing one on excursions, like you know, public access stuff, mm -hmm. on cafe training, and like little. There's there's so much involved. It's like cafe training. Why would you do one on cafe? Like just bring your dog to the cafe. Well, there's actually a a way to do it, especially with a dog that's got behavioral behavioral um, behavioral issues. Um, so I think it's really important. Um, why does this camera keep going in and out of focus like that? I'm not sure. It's because our vibration is just so high. I can't even yeah, it's what on. it is. The energy that's exuding from it our is. body, I think, is just, you know, <laughs> messing up with it is. messing things up. Uh, so anyway, my name is Jeff Galvin of Solid Canine Training. This is the wonderful Joel, and we're going to be putting up some uh, different plugs up there during the show, and you want to pay attention to them. You also want to definitely join our email family. Join our email family. And the way you can join our email family, and then we'll get right into the show, is if you go right here, um, right there, it says subscribe. You don't have to buy anything at all. Just, just subscribe, and you'll find out about um, special offers, special things that nobody else knows about. We've actually done special live classes that nobody knows about unless they were part of our email um, family. Also, when people buy classes from us, you actually also get special emails that nobody else knows about. So it's really a multi-level thing. Yeah. Um, it's more than just a email list. We call it the email club. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it really, really is. So anyway, this is a Q&A show. People will ask, they'll type their questions. You all will read them. I'll give the answer. Most questions need a lot of time, but we just give you a, a short snippet to get you going. Um, uh, a lot of people we encourage to do one-on-one -on -one, um, uh, uh, course, one-on-one -on -one counsels with us. If you bought a, if you bought a course, we sell a lot of courses. The courses are very, very self-explanatory. A lot of people, um, what they should do is they should buy the course, 
start putting the training into actual effects. Like make your mistakes, have your successes. Mm -hmm. And then you say, I still need help with like, say, you know, two or three key things. This isn't working right. I say, well, videotape those things and then do a consult. And believe it or not, now we can eliminate those issues. So for just a few hundred dollars, you could actually have an incredibly well-trained dog without having to go to a dog trainer. So I think it's really, really important that few people realize that. And there's a lot of polarization out there in the dog training community. I talk about it every morning, Monday through Friday on the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. Um, I talk about it a lot. The reason why is because all I get is owners getting false information and really, really struggling. And the latest um, is just things such as like, uh, what was I reading today about how e you know never use an e-cower, it messes up a dog. That can't be the farthest thing from the truth. The farthest statement from the truth. Um, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been using e-cowers for 17 years. I personally have never seen a dog messed up with our training and it's like well we know what to do and i'm like well you could know what to do we number one have a course on it but number two the manufacturer has courses on it as well on their website there's so many things you can do so joel let's get right into the question so hopefully we can get through all the questions and i can go on a rant later if that if needed be for a time fill Okay. Snuggle buns. Hey, everyone. Hope you're all having a great day. The walking masterclass was great. Good. I'm glad so glad. So glad you're there. And also, hopefully, and we know they are because we had comments. Um, that night, we got emails from saying, saying, I already started practicing what I watched and because we, we did it at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And people were like, I already started. And it's making a huge difference. So this week has been a week of positive feedback on, on, um, on the class. Next. Ramona, hello. Good evening. Oh, hey, Ramona. How are you? AV says hi. Good hey. vibrations. Hey, how are you? Hello. Hello. Jojo GSC. Good evening, everyone. Hey, Jojo. Trish. Hey, guys. Super excited to watch before going out to do some agility training. Hoping to qualify for nationals this year. Love you guys. Oh, awesome. awesome. Yeah, agility's fun. Agility's fun. Which reminds me, we're moving the training center from Rhode Island down here to Florida. We've been there for 11 years in the training center in Providence. Everything is for sale at the, the last week of the month. I will announce official dates because people will be traveling to the center to buy stuff. Like all of our agility equipment is for sale. Um, everything. We have got stand-up freezers for sale. We've got office equipment for sale. We've got, you know, there's everything. Everything is for sale. Everything is for sale. There's minimal stuff we're going to be bringing down to Florida. So next. Garrett said, is that where you go to buy a consultation? Yeah, you to the to the academy. Oh yeah, I posted the yep, link. The academy, yep. Um, Robert said, just checking in. Hello. Hey, Robert. How are you? Thanks for checking in. Christine, hey guys, the crazy dog show lady here. I've been applying more corrections and pushing her threshold during training. Good. I'd love to know more about thresholds and how to do that better. Well, in short, because there is actual proper technique, you have to understand how to work your dog through past thresholds and be successful the, the messaging that's out there right now is to keep your dog under thresholds well you know what you know who doesn't give a fuck about that mother nature she just don't care because she's gonna bring your dog above threshold as soon as you walk outside in fact even from inside mother nature can affect your thresholds so what you need to understand is 
a lot of times when you're working a dog above threshold, they get very nervous, fearful, anxious, and you have to understand how to work a dog through those things. That's why you need to have good leash skills because all your food training will start to fail because a lot of times dogs lose all their food drive when they're above threshold. So what you do is you make the dog do it. And there's an art on how to do that. So next. Sam, hi guys. How is Angelo liking soccer? I haven't seen him on with his fun facts. Yeah, we, he's, he's been, yeah. Podcast night. His podcast will be this weekend. We don't know when yet. He's loving soccer. Good Loves game tomorrow. He's got a game tomorrow, 10 a.m. Um, maybe he'll do a podcast at 4 p.m. tomorrow. I don't know yet. I'll have to ask him. Next. Um, Trish, can I buy a one-on-one just to talk to you guys? My dogs are doing great, but I would love to talk. Um, you can spend your money any way you want to. Yeah. Just go to the Academy. Yes. Tanya. Hi, I did the e-collar training. My dog has been hit with high levels on a sport dog collar previously. Uh, she shut down during continuous stim. Is there a class I can go through to get her through this? I would do a consult instead. Mm -hmm. I would do a consult instead. Again, there's an art to that. So there's an art, okay, there's an art to all dog training. Let's forget about e-collars. Let's forget about prong collars. Let's just talk dog training theory. There's actually an art to dog training. You have to actually know how to actually, you know, train a dog to do something and how to stop a dog from doing something. So there's, a, there's actually a formula to do all this stuff. Well-documented formulas, industry standard. Next. Let's see. Christine, I feel like we're kind of stuck and not moving forward right now. Initially, when this problem started, I did positive training and it appeared to work for a while. Now we're going back to the same spot. I don't know what the problem is. Remember, we do a lot of reward-based training. Reward-based training trains I things. think it was her show dog gets like crazy or something in the ring. Oh, you have to apply a punisher, but you can't because you're not allowed to use punishments right. or, or corrections in the ring. So what you do is you set it up. You have to set it up outside the ring. You have to role play all that stuff. Re remember, reward-based training has a stopping point. It has a threshold. <laughs> it has a stopping point where it stops. And then if you're working with a dog that's fearful – you might not even be able to do that at all. You might not be able to even be able to do that at all. That's why you need to have leash skills so you can use compulsion, which is called leash pressure, which exists in nature. Next. $5 top chat from KP. Oh, thank you. Y'all are the best. Oh, yeah. yeah people, There's y'all in there, too. If, that's if, the key if, to my heart. If, if you didn't... If you didn't um, um, if you didn't know about Top Chat, that's something that's on YouTube and down in your little toolbar, there should be a, in your comment box, there should be a little bit of a dollar sign. Coffee money. And um, your, your, um, you, you know who makes more Top Chat money than us? Angelo. Angelo makes he, a ton. He makes a ton. He buys all his books. That's his book fund. Um, and um, your question goes to the top of the queue, but you do not have to pay to play. We get through as many questions as we can. Next. Karen, great to see the two of you. I thought you weren't doing a live tonight. Didn't the two of you have dinner plans? We did have dinner plans, but after the dinner plan was going to be the hand-holding on the beach, it's sunset plan, but with all the wind, which ironically has died down now, we, um, we, deci know, right? we decided to actually possibly move it to tomorrow night. I also am just like the worst person to go out to dinner with because I can't eat anything. You're not. I get sick. That's why I was like, uh, fuck it. I don't even think we should go to dinner. Yeah, but and it takes me a week to recover from the meal. We can still walk, we can still walk the beach. <clears throat> so we'll probably do that tomorrow night. 
Deb, how do we prevent our great Dane from jumping on my husband, trying to take him down? This is a new behavior. So I have a video on YouTube that works 100% of the time, at least that we've done it. It's called How to Stop a Dog from Jumping. It is very forceful. You do inflict discomfort. There is a timing issue. But if you do it, it works. What you don't do is turn your back. What you don't do is ignore. What you don't do is redirect. What you don't do is teach the dog to sit. What you do is teach the dog that jumping on humans sucks. That's how you stop an unwanted behavior. It takes all of one second to do. And it could save somebody from actually dying. Sounds dramatic, but somebody getting knocked over, hitting their head, they could die. Next. Nicholas, how do you get a puppy who had severe trauma to her eye with a dog not be so reactive now to other dogs? and people since the only interaction has been negative from the vets to help her with her eye. So keep in mind, we have dogs that have never experienced what your dog has. I would say close to a hundred percent of our leash reactive dogs. And we have a leash reactive course. How do you, so you can get the leash reactive course. That's probably better than me just rambling on about it because it's a very extensive course and it's very well priced. So we have a leash reactive course on our academy, but it's going to, you can actually fix this as easy as one session, one training session. It's going to, you're going to be applying a punisher to a dog. I use the word punisher. It's the same thing as correction, but the technical real term, just like reward would be punisher. Next. Trish said, will you ship for agility equipment? No, we will not. We won't ship it's anything. Yeah, you got to come to us. I won't I won't ship a cloth towel to you. No, it's, it's cash and carry. I want to get rid of the stuff. Easy. You come in with cash, you buy it, you carry it out, and that's it. We will not ship a thing. Next. Snuggle buns. I've been using the spatial pressure trick as needed for forging ahead, and it's working like a charm. Good. Awesome. It's nice. not a trick. It's training. Nice. Sam, wish I was ready to go full-time into training and opening up a center so that I could buy up your stuff. Haha. <laughs> so you don't need to buy up our stuff, considering that we're starting a center down here in Florida with none of almost none of this stuff. Mm -hmm. All you need is some crates, some water buckets, some food bowls, some leashes, some collars. Climate control, skills, and away you go. Garrett, I will try again. Went there, never saw buffering. I will subscribe before my next attempt. For what? To buy a console with you, maybe? Oh, it's easy to do. We Sometimes sell... it can be wacky. If there's too many people on the website at, this, at one time. Just, just try again, yeah. Try again. Go try from a different computer. Yeah, try from a different computer. Well, we sell them every day. Justine, ha, Mother Nature sent me a flock of vultures. That's fun. There you go. Yep. <clears throat> she don't care. Christine said, thank you. That was super helpful. You're welcome. KP, how to stop ongoing nervousness in public. We go to Lowe's, Petco at least once a week, make heel downstairs, but still eyes darting, scanning, etc. Still really nervous and skittish. Scanning you can correct. Mm -hmm. How do you, this is what everyone is going to say. 
This is why this is so fucked up. Create a positive association with Lowe's or Home Depot. <laughs> Hide stashes of food. When you have a nervous dog, they're not going to eat those stashes of food. If the dog does, it wasn't nervous. So what do you do? You bring him there, keep him in the proper heel position, do obedience, correct the scanning. You can actually correct the scanning. Be your dog's leader. Let your dog, train your dog to be a follower. And your dog eventually gets over it. If Watch the video that's on Instagram that was put up yesterday of five dogs in place with two kids throwing balls past them. Every one of those dogs, anywhere from a week to two weeks prior, would have gone after the ball, bit the dog next to them, gone after the kids, or broken command. Absolutely, it would have all broken command, or they didn't even know the command. Training can be pretty incredible. It can be pretty incredible. Next. Why did you just put that even lower? Because. Next. Why? Because we had too much space above our heads. Well, I think it looks weird. Just bring it closer to us then. Okay? How about that? Paracella, thank you, Jeff, for the amazing one-on-one -on -one consult today. You're a true hero to all of us. Great content, as always, guys. Thank you, Joe. Um, Kim, hey, guys. Joella, just sent you an email about my holistic vet's patient who needs to train her deaf dog on e-collar. I think I got back to you, Kim. Unless you email Jeff now. I said have the person send Jeff an email and we'll get in touch with them. Yeah, they and they can, I would have them do green to graduate. I mean, or they can do it live here in Florida if they want to. But um, if, if they're not close to us geographically or budget wise, the green to graduate works fine on deaf dogs. The only thing they have to do is instead of verbal commands, they make it a hand signal. Yep. Um, Shay Nacho, how do you go about training multiple dogs at once as one person? I'm looking to start teaching place and I have 14 Huskies. I prefer doing groups to minimize the amount of time with one-on-ones. What you can do is start with one dog at a time. And then when that dog can hold place, start the other, start the other. You're going to have to do one dog at a time, but just not for, it doesn't take a long time. And then I would say within a week, you'll be able to have 13 dogs in place and then work another dog. So you just, but you've got to start somewhere, one dog at a time, because you have to teach them each one what it is. There's no shortcuts there. Next. Tara, my son has a four-month-old pharaoh dog. Do you know them? He says he's extremely untrainable. They'll be moving in with me soon temporarily. He's been watching you-know-who's YouTube. Ugh, says the dog screams in the kennel nonstop, has no recall. What should I do day one when they get here? Moving from San Francisco to rural Colorado, farm ranch, cowboy country. My Dobie and Pug are fully off-leash trained. Um, build, a, build a heated doghouse outside. Um, you get yourself a remote collar, a shock collar. I mean, I've trained feral dogs before. Not, I mean, true feral dogs. Dogs that don't want anything to do with humans. So... You the it's first not feral feral a feral oh dog. feral dog oh I'm yeah. sorry I thought you said feral dog no feral. oh get it well number one day one it gets a remote collar to shut it up from screaming and it gets a crate 
and you start with the basic foundation work. And it's your son who's and it's your rules because it's your house. Next. Julie Starnes. Hello, Jeff and Joelle. Love you guys. Hey, Julie. Yeah, I thought she said feral. Sorry, that was my lack of. No, no, no. It's fine because because we because we get we get questions about feral dogs. One of these dogs is ripping ass right now. It mm. stinks in here. What do you think it is? Cheryl. You had to put your money on it. You had it's to put mine. you had to put your money on it. That's mine. Oh. Cheryl, it's raining sideways in Washington State. Wow. Oof. Shay Nacho said, just don't know where to start. Well, you have 14 huskies. You have 14 huskies. What do you expect? Yeah. It's gonna be Cheryl, it's gonna be a fucking shit show. Yeah. You're the one that's got 14 huskies. So one at a time. Lots of patience. One at a time. Eventually, you'll be able to make it more efficient. Right now, it's going to be a huge time suck. It's going to be very laborious. It's going to be frustrating. But it can be done. Next. Let's see. I mean, look at, sorry, look at Constance. She literally had eight Frenchies all untrained. Out of control. Out of control. And she had, within weeks, she had eight Frenchies all doing place. Mm-hmm. With distractions. Yep. And she was just one person. It's possible. Yep. Snuggle buns. It's snowing here in the Midwest. Yes. Of course it is. Yep. Oof. Uh, Mavalon, you guys are the best. How do you address a dog who's reactive towards men? She doesn't bite, but is aggressive. Do I e-collar or sensitize? Sorry, guys. Well, the e-collar. So you train. You train the dog. So an e-collar is going to be fantastic. You need to shut down the reactivity. And then you need to teach the dog how to exist. What you don't do is get get men to, like, try to be friends with the dog. That's how you end up with a bunch of bit people. So everybody thinks that it's like, oh, again, create a positive association. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. It's you, you need to stop the you need to stop the unwanted behavior. So you apply the punisher first and then you teach the dog to exist. That's what we go for existence first and then we see what's past that. Next. <clears throat> Let's see, Karen. We got the wind up here in Jacksonville too. It's crazy outside, but the dogs love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dogs don't give a shit. They fucking they'll roll around in fucking in in, in deer shit. They can kill less. You know. Deb said thank you. You're welcome. Carol, my year old lab has become increasingly anxious when mm-hmm. away from our home. Mm-hmm. Backed her up to exposing her to low level situations, mm-hmm. and she's in a class with Eric from Ohio, whose facility I've attended several seminars with you. Mm-hmm. Why is she going backwards? Well, she's a year <laughs> old. Number one, she's a year old. So that's a nine months to a year old. You don't have the same dog that you had at six months old. And then at two years old, you don't have the same dog you had at a year old. Um, more, more desensitizing around environmentals. Believe it or not, cor- correcting for non-compliance of baseline obedience actually increases confidence. It blows people away when we say that. Oh my God, no, it doesn't. It just makes them fearful. No, the dog is already fearful. We didn't create it. We didn't create it at all. We're fixing it. So we have stopped this behavior so many times. Remember, 20 years, 10,000 dogs traveling the world, but not an ego statement. Just to let you know, we've worked with, we specialize in very difficult dogs. Next. Sam walking on the beach, holding hands. Sounds like fun. Hope you guys have a great week. Yeah, barefoot too. 
Yeah, we have great we have great sunsets too. We're on the west coast. Yeah, wonderful sunsets. West coast of Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just want to specify that we are not in not California. Because <laughs> we are not in California. Jojo had another training win day. Nice. Thanks for to your clarity on the live yesterday regarding my question regarding opposition reflex and my prong corrections not being at the right level. Yes. Today they were. Awesome. Yes. So pull, people are pulling, not popping. So that's where you get opposition reflex next. Allison, a finally caught a what would Jeff do live? Oh, nice, Allison. Hey, Allison. Where you been? We're here every week. Glad you can make it. Kim said they're in Virginia. All right, email Jeff at solidcaninetraining.com. Yep, Virginia. They can easily drive down here. Mm-hmm. You Be- did. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But they'll. But you don't just come down for two hours. They'll. 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 They'll drop their dog out for a boarding train. So a dog like theirs would go into probably a six-week boarding train at the new center. Yeah. Because it, t- it, t- it takes time. It takes more time for a deaf dog. Next. Emily, I watched your e-collar live training and then purchased the Greener Graduate Program. So helpful. Even my kids are involved. And make sure our dog doesn't rush out of the crate before they say break, et cetera. It's awesome. Yeah. I want to say thank you. Yeah, giving, kids little, so giving kids little tasks. Like Angelo rotates all the dogs in the property. He can take out like these pushy dogs. If say, say a dog's in place, and Joelle's got to go um, get something safe from a room or something, for instance, or I don't know, go ask me a question or something and has to leave, an leave the, the area. And if a dog breaks place, we will hear him in the background. No, no place. place. And he's like, you, like he's he like, does it. he gets him back on there. Yeah. And he's, it's not like we told him to keep an eye on the dogs. Yeah. He'll be sitting there reading a book and he just knows when a dog breaks command, it's not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's funny. Let's see. Trish, do you guys train many retired racing greyhounds? Not in Rhode Island. I used to because we had a racetrack. Mm-hmm. So for a while, for a while, when uh, Lincoln Lincoln Downs, Lincoln Lincoln Racetrack, when they when they first closed, um, there was a ton of them. And for a while, the, at some point when greyhound racing was more popular before they banned it. Um, uh, there was a bunch of, of uh, greyhounds. I don't know what the status is now, but I wouldn't say we've trained a ton. I don't think I've ever. But trained. I've trained maybe a dozen in my career, so not not really a ton. Um, a lot of people with retired race greyhounds, a lot of them just weren't interested. There, there's for some reason there's some dogs that just people just don't do a lot of like smaller dogs for some reason they're not doing a lot of training with or the bar they're they're happy with the bar being extremely low the only the only thing with greyhounds is a lot of them struggled with the sit command a lot of them struggled with walking up steps a lot of them struggled with public access training because they weren't exposed to a lot of environmentals just it was track life it's track life they, they, you know, it's funny because everybody celebrated down here in Florida when they made Greyhound racing illegal. And I actually was against uh, making it illegal. It, that doesn't mean I want to see, well, actually, Greyhounds racing um, is what they do. I mean, that's what they were built for. That's what they were designed for. And people are like, well, they were abused. And I'm like, well, every state has abuse laws. You can report, you can report it, but most people are not going to spend 
tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars on an animal and want to see it mistreated. Now, I'm sure some people do, but it's not as rampant as people think. But I warned everybody, be careful what you wish for. If you read the fine print of the actual bill that was passed banning greyhound racing. We're going on a rant. It actually sets up future very easily the precedent for any other competitive sport that includes rally, dock diving, agility, all the things that that are that everybody loves to do except for like well we don't want to see horses race we don't want to see you know um um uh, dogs race we want to see that banned be careful what you wish for there was a bill that was the title of the bill was the ban the shock collar bill that's not what the bill was about the bill was about literally, I believe, like tying your dog out with no food or water or shelter. E-cowers, shock cowers might have been in there somewhere, but you know what else was also in there? You can't say no to your dog. That was also in there. So it's like, be careful what people title things, like the don't say gay bill. There was no such thing. It passed, but it, there's no such thing as about, there's nowhere in there that it say you can't say gay. Nowhere in there at all. Nowhere. Everybody was manipulated by the news media. So when you see these bills, you've got to be really careful and you have to read them. You have to read the fine print. You have to read all, at a minimum, read all the summaries. But then you need to even go deeper because be careful what you vote for, because you might have just taken away one of your rights that you actually enjoy. Next. Um, let's see. Snuggle buns, at least my dog loves the snow. He was having the zoomies out there earlier. Nice. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny because whenever, you know, being up in New England, um, we got snow. And dogs that were either moved from a warmer climate or dogs that were just born and it was this was their first winter. It was always funny to see how they reacted uh, reacted to the snow. But boy, some dogs just love, love, love the snow. Yeah. My dogs love the snow. They they I had I had an Akita. I actually had an Akita that slept outside by choice. And um, the dog was outside. It was a long haired Akita. So this thing was like you know, 110 pound long haired dog. And um, you'd wake up in the morning and you'd be look around, you'd be like, where the fuck is, is, is Roca? And um, you'd say Roca. And all of a sudden you see this mound of snow just, just like pop up like a, like a, like a, like a rupturing volcano. Next. It's like a husky. Yeah. Mavalon following up from the reactivity toward men. If the dog is past the loading stage, do I e-collar worried that the e-collar may make the dog more reactive? So, if you correct once a dog is already in an active lunge, active barking, 
it is a possibility that it could add fuel to the fire. That's why it's so important to understand what loading is. And that's when you apply your highest punisher. Most people are nagging at that point, or they're trying to redirect at that point. But that's actually when your true punisher needs to be applied. There's a bunch of hate videos out there um, with me that have been highly edited with false narratives. And it looks like I'm applying a Punisher, usually just a bonking video, to a loving dog looking up at its owner. And it's like, no, it's loading. And ironically, the full videos that are 20 minutes long, not 30 seconds long, show it all. Next. Um, A.V. said he's an amazing kid, Angelo. Oh, Angelo is an amazing kid. Yes, he is. Funny as fuck, too. So polite. We were at, um, when Angela and I took Pippa to the German bakery, mm -hmm. um, he went in to um, ask for something, I think. Um, oh, we went in to get a pretzel for you. Mm. And um, these three people came out and they looked at me because I think they figured we were together. And he goes, what an amazingly polite child you have. And I'm like... <laughs> Yep. Everybody says that. Everybody yeah, go. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, he probably like was like polite. Tara, my five and a half year old Dobie just started counter surfing out of the blue. She's fully trained service dog. I don't know why she started doing this. I do have a pug since July, but I can't leave anything on the counter food, butter, napkins. I'm really frustrated with this unwanted behavior. She never does it while I'm home, just when I leave and then always super trustworthy. Doesn't get kenneled when I go out because she's been fine for years. So you've got a couple of options. You probably want to kennel your dog when you leave anyway for safety. Your dog could die. But, and it's not just because of counter surfing. There's lots of issues. We stopped counter surfing very quickly with a shock collar. You put up um, a high vet. This is one of my active God protocols because your dog could die. It could die. I mean, I think people have to realize your dog could die if it countersurfs, grabs something that's either poisonous, medicine, sharp something. Um, there's so many variables that could happen. Um, so what you do is you put up something really yummy. I demonstrate this in all of our seminars, which I'm not doing anymore, but I demonstrated all the seminars. And you set the dog up. You have the e-collar on the dog at the highest level. And you leave the room. You set up a video camera. Um, uh, and you wait until the dog commits. And then you give your dog an extremely high correction for a long period of time. How long? I max out the collars. It's funny how people, we had a troll come on the show a couple weeks ago that says, all we do is blast dogs at high levels for 10 seconds. And I said, can you give me an example of when I do that? Because I will give you six examples of when I do that. And I'm not ashamed of it whatsoever. But if you think that's how we train, you're an idiot. How do you stop a dog from, you know, getting in the trash, the litter box, digging holes in the yard? You know, a dog could destroy your newly landscaped yard in seconds. Do you know that your dog could get into the trash, get a hold of a chicken carcass 
and die, so many things can happen. Old pill bottles with pills still in them. I mean, there's, there's so many, so many things. Food that is toxic or poisonous to the dog. I mean, I know of three dogs, this goes back years ago, that were outside. Someone left the shed open. They went inside the shed and they drank antifreeze and they were found dead. Three dogs all died. Loving owner, loving dogs, they all died. Now, if I told you that that could be fixed with momentary discomfort, would you do it or would you rather have your dogs die? Now, somebody can say, well, you should have locked the shed. Okay, you're right. And car accidents happen. Next. AV said, it's funny how the name of a bill never represents what's in the bill. Nope. Rarely ever does. It's all called clickbait and it's all called headline readers. Next. Trish said, yeah, don't get me started on that bill. It's such bullshit. It's so sad to see racing go. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? I've never been to a Greyhound race in my life. Now I've seen them on TV and it looks really, really fun. And we can argue till we were blue in the face, whether it's humane or not humane, but dogs running around a track who are in impeccable, impeccable condition, well-conditioned, chasing a lure. I believe they have something called lure coursing, which is pretty common for regular dogs you know it's the on a string embedded in the ground and, and dogs chase them for, you know yeah but but i i understand that dogs can get injured from that but dogs can get injured from walking down steps as well Dogs get injured jumping out of they vehicles. They get injured doing anything. Dogs get injured any doing active dog any runs act- at risk of being injured. Yes, any anything. So same with children. Same with adults. Um, so you know, you know, to me, sports, do- dog sports is fantastic. Next, Trish said, "My Chessie loves the snow. Dobie hates it. Yeah, Dobies yeah. are like." Are not meant for the snow. Some, you know, and so I'm sure there's sure I'm sure there's dobies out there that love it. And I'm sure there's I'm sure there's every breed, I'm sure there's a husky out there that doesn't like the snow. He's probably been kicked out of the husky club, you know. Mm. Like, AV says Freya goes nuts in the snow. Yeah, nice. Jay drink Walter. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Someone get Jeff to go on a rant. He went on one already. I think I've gone on one, but let's try to get um through the questions. Yeah. Connie, my dog paces and cries like crazy when my husband and I are home together. If one of us is gone, he's great. Any idea why? <laughs> That's interesting. Um, he doesn't want you to spend time together, obviously. The dog possibly is guarding one of you. You need to learn how to teach the out command, out away from people, and learn and teach your dog how to de-escalate from arousal in a split second. And we teach that. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend a one-on-one for that. Next. 
Sam, my wife's G two GSDs drank antifreeze several years ago, and they both died. Yep. They drink it because it's sweet. Yep. That's awesome. You know that the antifreeze companies can make antifreeze um, not inviting to dogs for, I believe, less than a nickel a gallon. But they don't. Next. Are you serious? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fucked. Yep. They can make it not, you know, inviting. The dog would not want to drink it. Yeah. I always wondered why they did Less that. than a nickel. Does it smell sweet too, though? I don't know. Like, how did, why do they always like I, I don't know. I, I watched the documentary, though, on it. And I remember, I, all I remember is like, it's within, it's like nickels. It's fucked. Nickels per gallon. Doesn't surprise me, though. Yep. Kathleen, I have rehomed Greyhound who's crying in the crate when we leave the house. Doesn't do it when we are home. Any ideas how to combat this? Thanks. It's called separation anxiety, and it manifests when it's separated from you. So we've got a separation anxiety video. A one-on-one -on -one is good. You would send me videos, and I would help you coach you through it. You start out by, with a, believe it or not, you're going to stop it with a remote collar or shock collar. All right? The advice you're going to get online is to exercise your dog more. No, your dog should get exercise, but more to stop whining in the crate, to stop separation anxiety. No, they're going to tell you to make, um, leave frozen stuffed items in the uh, crates. Mm, that's good. That doesn't stop it either. The only way to stop an unwanted behavior is to apply a punisher, which would be a shock collar. Then people struggle with that. They'll create a negative. So there's just so much misinformation on the, on, the, on the what to do and what not to do end. The dog will have a negative association with the crate. It already does. I came up with the answer after you asked the question. So, and the press, and the, and the, and the, and the issue already exists. Um, it's done with video cameras and you have to pull out of the driveway and um, it could be a quick process or a slow process. Next. Christine, they are trying to shut down sled dog racing here in Alaska too. Not just Alaska. Are you not just Alaska, but other states. So in Europe, dog sport dog, bite bite sports will be banned within definitely ten years, if not five. Um, agility um, and all of the known dog sports in the U.S. will be banned within the next ten years. Um, within the next 20 years, it's pretty much going to be very difficult to even own a dog. Um, 20 years is not that long. I've been dog training for 20 years. Um, so, you know, be, be really careful about woke ideology. Be really careful about 1% of people making policy for the rest of the 99% just because they are loud, just because they are loud, be really careful, but it's happening. It can be easily shut down. It can be easily shut down. Next. Justine, I think it's worth mentioning regarding kenneling crating that it's also easier for first responders to get your dog out in the event of a fire or emergency if they're in a crate instead of terrified and hiding under a bed. Right, right. Which, which that, that is an excellent point, and I definitely don't want to discount that, but 
the, the chances of that happening are much slimmer compared to the other issues that, that there's like destruction and death through like ingesting things and dogs chewing through couches and walls and dogs um, doing OCD behaviors and dogs barking out windows and um, um, uh, general misbehavior. Um, but absolutely, when you've got an identifiable spot where your dogs are, you can give specific instructions to, to a first responder and they can pick up the crate and take it out. So it's safe that way. Um, Sam, my female GSD completely destroyed our newly sodded yard three times. That's pretty expensive. Yep, it sure is. Damn. Three times. That could all be stopped with one of my 10-second rules that is abusive, supposedly. It's like, no, I'm speaking to who's that? Sam. Just say that up. Yeah. I'm speaking to Sam, how to not go through three freshly sodded yard yards. And I'm sure which is very, very expensive, thousands of dollars each time. So 10 seconds of discomfort knowing, and by the way, every time your dog destroyed the yard, it didn't learn anything except for destroying yards is fun. And what do you know? Every time I destroy a yard, there's a new one put in. Mm -hmm. Dude, what a great game this is. It's like, uh, it's like replacing the divot on a golf course. Mm -hmm. Next. Ramona, I looked up, Bad Brad on YouTube, all oh, that troll. He was weight training with his trainer. His trainer found it difficult to interact with him. Very revealing, his lack of intelligence, just saying. Bad Brad. Oh, the he troll. was one of the trolls? He's weight training with his dog, meaning doing... No, with his trainer. Oh. Huh? Weight training with his trainer? I okay. don't know. Anyway, he's a troll, so it doesn't matter. Mavalon, thanks for your help. Glad you are not woke, folks. The snowflake culture is taking over from getting good training advice and otherwise. I am the farthest thing from woke, and I will never bend my knee to the woke. And I am, I have stood up to cancel culture probably stronger than any other dog trainer in this industry where most people would bend. They would bend the knee. And I can't stand large corporations that bend the knee. I can't start, stand school systems that bend the knee. I can't stand small corporations that bend the knee. And I can't stand our industry, how they've bent the knee to the wokeness. We are the farthest thing from it. The farthest thing from it. Next. And I've been very outspoken against it. Next. Um, let's see. Justine says, antifreeze smells like maple syrup. Ah, uh, wow. I just Googled that. It says Jeez. it does. Wow. I guess I've never actually smelled antifreeze. Let's make something that smells really good yeah. so dogs ingest it. What the fuck? Okay. Let's all put it on our pancakes. I'm trying to think if I've ever, like, when would I ever be around antifreeze, though? Well, I mean, you've probably never refilled your antifreeze up. <laughs> and I'm sure you're not, like, opening up the container and sniffing it either on the side of the road. Right. It's like, you know what? I'm having a maple maple syrup, you know, uh, 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 withdrawal. Next. Uh, Abby says, in New York and New Jersey, they're passing a bill that doesn't allow police canines to bite. Same with in New what York. Yep. I think they're doing that in California, too, Yeah, no? California, yep. Yeah. In California, it's funny because in California, not only are you allowed now to commit a crime, we have you don't have to if you're caught, you don't have to pay bail to get out. And now you couldn't pay me to live in that state. And now and now um, 
dogs, um, which save officers' lives. I know of a lot of canine officers, and I know what these dogs are trained to do, and I know how many lives, officers' lives they have saved, as well as saved the public's lives. And to take away a tool from a dog, and I understand why they're probably doing it, probably because of, of complaints from some organization, how that's cruel, um, but you know, even breaking into my car is cruel because um, breaking into my house, um, for some weird reason, criminals are getting more rights than, um, than victims. Next. Justine said, oh, absolutely. Garrett said everyone should watch Isle of Dogs. I actually don't know what that is. Is it a show or something? Probably, oh, great movie. Probably a movie. Sam, the yard thing happened three times before I found you guys. It hasn't happened since. Thank wow. you. Jeez. Damn. What a pain in the fucking ass. Next. Um, Cheryl, I wonder what would happen to their kid if he or she destroyed their yard three times. Um, well, if to the owners, they, I don't know what they would do. But with a dog, they just don't know. Like a lot of people, see, this is the issue. It's not that, see, a lot of people think like, there's a lot of like conversation out there about like owners are lazy, yada, yada, yada. It's like, it's not that they're lazy. It's that well, there, are, there are lazy owners out there. But we, in, in our world, we just come across misinformed owners. They're trying. Yeah. They're actually making an effort. And a lot of times they're shamed into doing the wrong shit over and over right again. They, they've, they've actually try stuff that works they're they're, horrible we, we have we have had owners that have actually made success with their dogs mm -hmm. like my dog used to suck on the walk and now it's doing great because i train like this and they have said you shouldn't train like that because that's the worst thing ever then all of a sudden their dog goes back to suckiness and now they're like now what do i do and i'm like Stop being so influenced by people, even me. Like, just do your own research. Do A-B testing. Mm. It's like, this worked, this didn't work. Now, you might be doing what we suggest incorrectly, and that's why it didn't work. But also, we've got many ways to stop different things. So if, number one, but we always give the most effective thing first, where in the dog training industry, they seem to do the most effective thing last. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine if we went into emergency sur emergency surgery with that philosophy? Anything yes. in life with that philosophy. Yes. So weird. Next. Abby says, been there, brother. Sam Jam says, hello. Hey. Justine found that out when I blew a heater core in my car. Got it. Hmm. Sam Jam said, what's up? A lot of great stuff. Great, we got great courses um, coming up. We've got beautiful. We almost hit ninety today. Weather, sunshine, and almost ninety. I'm almost done with the rock pile. We're in a cold front next week, sixties. What is this bullshit? Really? Like I live in Florida. I'm not trying to have sixty degree weather. Well, it is winter, and it's like right when Chantel's coming to town too. Really? She's coming next week. She's coming. I think the fourteenth, and that's the weekend before. Oh wow. I hope it changes. She's going to be mad. Yeah. Brett says the chemical that makes antifreeze taste sweet is the same chemical that makes diet drinks taste sweet. All sodas are harmful to our oh, health. Oh, God, yeah. Sodas are horrific. So why put that in antifreeze? Why would antifreeze need to taste sweet in the first place? 
Why would you put that in there? Well, first of all, I guess we have to decide what does the chem. First of all, that says that's why. First of all, what what is the chemical and what does it actually do? Right. What what purpose does it have in soda? What purposes does it have in any freeze? And why the fuck are they the same? Why are they, why are they yeah. even the same, close to the same That's ingredients? That's like when you watch all those murder documentaries, the wives who are like poisoning their husbands with antifreeze. <laughs> they're like pouring it in their drink. They're pouring they it in their... your special sweet tea. They're pouring it in their, in, in their soda. Yeah. I've watched too many crime documentaries. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, Sam said, what are the weirdest state laws about dogs in the USA? I'm from the UK. Um, whatever, whatever they are, they can, it's not as bad as the UK. <laughs> I just seriously, um, no, I don't. Um, I don't know because there's so many states here. There's so many states here. I mean, the thing about the UK is, is you, you know, the UK is, is done a pretty good job of just banning lots of stuff. They'll just do an overall ban on stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we've got, you know, each state, I don't think there's any universal, you know, like, I mean, we've got every state has a dog abuse, you know, law in it. But then what defines abuse that that's pretty similar. But as far as different laws, you know, um, uh, I mean, there's some ridiculous ones. I mean, some states, it all depends on like where, like you get states like, you know, Washington State and, and Oregon and California. It's a lot of these woke ass states that are just passing ridiculous laws on everything they're like oh what's just that going on a rampage what's going on let's just go on a rampage you know and we'll fuck up our kids to fuck up the kids in the school system while we're at it next so i just googled like why is any free sweet and the first thing that comes up a new jersey woman has pleaded not guilty to murdering her brother-in-law <laughs> with an antifreeze spice drink. <laughs> I told you, it's like very common. Great. That's wild. Great. I didn't think it had a taste or a smell. So I just thought people put it in their drinks because it was undetectable, but apparently it's sweet. I didn't know that. So maybe like if you're making a drink. So that... yeah, they put it in like it says it mixes well with pineapple juice. Right. <laughs> like, people have this shit down to an R. Damn, I'm not going to be drinking anything <laughs> unopened in this house. <laughs> Sam, we're both in our 60s. I don't think our kids are going to dig up our yard. You never, Sam, you, <laughs> yeah, you Sam, never <laughs> you never know. You never know. But I, if Sam, if I were you, if I were you, every time your kids came over to the house, Sam, I would check the trunks for shov shovels. Right. Shovels and pitchforks. Piss them off enough. Yep. You never know. You never know. Cheryl said, my point is the kid is reprimanded and the dog gets a gentle correction pass. She said, LOL, Sam, that was direct, wasn't directed at you, but a hypothetical situation. Mm. Right. Right. Common sense. Yes. Christine, thank you both. Have a good weekend. I'm going to practice your methods this weekend. Awesome. Awesome. And keep in mind, I just like, I'm glad you like the work we do. They're not our methods. I always correct people on this because I want people to know that we use industry standard methods on people that train similar to us with similar results. Thousands of dog trainers train like us. Now, there is one thing that I'm noticing in this industry. I've noticed, I notice a lot of stuff in this industry. I'm noticing that you might start hearing less and less conversation about it 
like as blunt and non-sugarcoating as I can. So I think you guys think sugarcoating is going to increase from trainers that are not necessarily being 100% honest with you because they don't want the social media pushback. But behind the scenes, they're actually doing the same thing. So for instance, someone might say, oh, well, we only use citronella collars. We don't use shock collars. And I'm like, well, first of all, from the, on the punishment scale, a citronella collar for say barking, like an anti-bark collar that was for citronella um, is actually more punitive because what happens is a, a proper punisher should always have a marker before it. Then you apply the punisher and it should usually it's just a, just a split, a split second. But when you have a citronella collar, say it went off, it's what time is it now? It's 6.57. If somebody barked, say, in the living room right now, and we're, we're, we're not in the living room, we're in the next room over. So say we had a citronella bark collar on and the dog barked and it went off. If we went in there 57 minutes later, we probably would still smell the citronella. citronella. Yeah. Also, it goes up the dog's nose and it stays up there. Also, if you break down the ingredients of citronella, there is cancer-causing ingredients in there. Which ones they are, I don't know. But do the research, you know, Google that shit, you know. Or, um, so I think it's important that people understand it's like it might sound better, but that doesn't mean it is better. Next. Um, three, two, one, and me said, LOL, 60 sounds nice. We've had a mild winter here in Chicago, so can't complain. Yeah, congratulations on your um, – your your uh, 84 percentile, 85 percentile of people um, realizing that you're you're uh, you're up until a couple of days ago, current mayor um, was no good for office. So congratulations on that. Cheryl said, um, "I'm not coherent today." Lol. Why, sure. What did you do? I don't know. Snuggle buns. Yeah, usually February is pretty brutal. Mm hmm. 60s is not brutal. Don't miss those freaking New England Februarys, that's for sure. You'll go all winter, and then February, it's like you're getting dumped on every day. I'm going to make this winter suck. Just when you, it's I even worse. Sometimes sometimes in you know, March and even sometimes in April in New England. 16, we had the April 1st blizzard. Yeah. Like two feet of fucking Yeah, I mean, it was terrible. I remember. April 1st. I remember, I remember that I had, to, I had to park at the top of my street because I couldn't even make it down my street. Yep. Because they hadn't plowed it yet. Yeah. Mavalon said, Jeff, watch out for those sweet drinks. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, my God. Do you think I would kill you? Do you think I would poison you? If I was going to kill you, I would I'm not going to say it on this. Yeah, yeah. How would you do it exactly? <laughs> How would you do it? Because <laughs> I'm going to save this recording, put it on my phone. <laughs> if you find me dead, watch this video. <laughs> Feed you to an alligator or something. I don't know. <laughs> that is undetectable. <laughs> okay. Garrett says, if you make a face in public in Oklahoma at a dog, you could be jailed or fined. Oh. Stop. Are you <laughs> make a face? <laughs> like what? Like what kind of face? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what they're talking about. I mean there there are Stop. there are some laws. But there are some, there, there are some laws that are still on the books <laughs> that are so outdated they never took them off. Make a face. They never they never they never took them off. Go straight to jail. <laughs> Make ugly faces Stop. at dogs. But how about if you? But how about if you already have a naturally ugly face? 
I'm crying. The headline: Go straight to jail. <laughs> you know that's not fair to, to ugly people. Next. Oh my god. Okay, let's see. Uh, Cheryl says there's two types of glycol. Ethylene glycol is poisonous, and propylene glycol is food grade. Different chemical compositions. Ah, got it. Well, there you go. Jojo said, love the show tonight. Thanks, everyone. Wishing all a wonderful weekend. You as well, Jojo. Kim says, so what do you call your way, your technique, philosophy? How do we refer to it when explaining to Um, others? I mean, there are some definitely... How do I describe my way? It's reward what you want and punish what you don't want. But but we also... also, we also do a lot of state of mind training as well. That's the one thing we do that a lot of folks don't do. So how do you explain it to people? It's like, he's just fucking awesome. Hartford, Connecticut. It is illegal to educate dogs. <laughs> you can't train your dogs in Hartford, Connecticut, I guess. <laughs> Let's just keep on the show. <laughs> okay. Abby said, you better start scent training one of the dogs to detect antifreeze. Yeah. First of all, I'm not going to kill you, okay? Well, Why you're, would I well, well you? you're not going to kill me with antifreeze. We've established that. Why do you think I would kill you? The only thing we've established is I don't, but the audience obviously does. I know. Does. Why do you guys think I would kill Jeff? My God. Um, Alice Country Mutt said, just jumping in now. I'll catch the replay. I was on your website looking at the mastermind classes. Will this be updated for Florida? Um, if you go, if you go to academy, it might not be on not on solid canine training. Um, go to the academy. Go, for everything. go to academy. That you. I'll post the link right now. It's, it's live. Like we're doing a mastermind. Yeah, I'll post the link. It's gonna sell out. It's and gonna, it is updated for Florida. It's Here gonna you go. sell out. There it is, right there. Let's see. Kim said, oh, "Om Omerta, Joel. What does that mean? Is that some Italian word that I don't know?" I don't know. But stop googling stuff and let's get right to the questions. <laughs> okay, it's seven o two. Okay, let's see. Kim said, just say the dog did it. Yeah. 321 and me. I think they're trying to make it illegal for a dog to stick their head out the window. That's true. That's Mm -hmm. true. So, you know, again, it's like, be careful what you vote for. I mean, if a dog has, if it's going to stick the head out the window, it should have goggles on, number one. You know, I mean, I don't think it's a good idea to have dogs in your lap when you're driving. You know, it's so funny how people, so many people do that. Do you realize that the airbag, if the airbag goes off, that dog is going to instantly die. And you, the cool thing is, is you don't need to get a sweater. You don't need to get, you know, when, you know, sweater, like you know, people have sweaters with like, you know, pictures of the dogs on it and stuff. Yeah. Well, you don't need to get one anymore because your whole fucking body will have the imprint of your dog on it. Why? Because the airbag went off and smashed, oh. smashed the dog. Got it. Yeah. All right, everybody. How long should A.V.'s dog be on a treadmill? Depends how good your dog is. Um, you start out with 30 seconds. We have some dogs that go on for an hour. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. We have some dogs that love it. We have dog. We we had a dog that was in our daycare that would, as soon as it got to daycare, it would run into the daycare room and sit by the treadmill and wait for it to be turned on. And it would be on there for hours mm-hmm. by choice on, with no leash. Yep. It could have jumped off at any time. He loved the treadmill. He loved the treadmill. He loved the treadmill. All right. All right, everybody. Madly in love with you. Check out the Academy. Sign up for the um, our, 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 our email club. Um, why did you just hit me? Because you, like, kept repeating yourself. Oh, 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 oh. That's called a speech impediment. <laughs>
and you're making fun of it. It's called get your shit together. Okay. You're not thinking. Is that, is that part of your murder plan? <laughs> is it all part of it? First, you're gonna first you make fun of my speech impediments, and then you're gonna put a knife through my heart. Yeah, that's it. So why did you kill Jeff? Because you stuttered. Because he stuttered. Piss me off. Okay. All right, guys. Badly in love with you. Have a great weekend. Take care. All right. If you don't see me uh, tomorrow anywhere on social media, start searching. Oh my God. Please call. Please call the police.